Welcome to Stand Off, the podcast where you put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a randomized bracket to determine what stand is objective the best. My name is Kingdom and I use he, him pronouns. My name is Kat and I use she, her pronouns. In moving to the bracket, we're going to rate stands from A to E in six criteria. These are appearance, ability, versatility, understandability, reference, <laughs> and X Factor. And we look at the stands in a vacuum away from the users. Uh, unless it we makes sense for reference, and we'll spoil everything. We got a speed music. run because we got a lot of shit going on. And music is good. Respect people's taste in music. And yeah, don't respect mine. We have two pages of notes for one stand, so we fucking are powering through the intro, and we're getting right into it. We're speedrunners. So our matchups this week are Tusk from Steel Ball Run versus Scary Monsters from Steel Ball Run, also, and from a previous episode of Standoff. Canonical matchup. And the next matchup is Horus versus Soft and Wet. Soft and Wet's also kind of fucky. Hard and Cold versus Soft and Wet. Is that a, <laughs> is that a bad joke? It's cold the opposite of wet? What? Mm, yes. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so we're starting with Tusk, the four-part stand from part seven. Let's... I'm doing Acts 1 and 3, Kingdom's talking about Acts 2 and 4, and let's get into appearance. Oh, oh yeah, we gotta do that for- I was just thinking doing that for ability, but we gotta do appearance too. No, they all look different. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So Tusk Act 1 is the babyest stand out of every stand. We have a Tusk baby emo in the Discord. Join the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it resembles a small, underdeveloped animal with a head of a size that's equal or greater to the rest of its body. This baby. Yeah, and it floats around with two short arms and a little tail-like appendage with four small tentacles dropping down from near the end of it. And those tentacles end in little heart shapes that are a darker pink, which I say because Tusk is always pink. Tusk is always going to be pink. Every form. Every time. Yeah, so on its arms, tail, body, and head... It has yellow star patterns that sit on top of black circles that are comprised of black lines radiating out from the center of the circle to where the edge would be, but there's no edge to the circle. So it's like if a wheel had spokes, but no actual wheel part. Act 1 has two long mammalian ears, small reflective black eyes that make it look like it's fucking crying, a furrowed brow line that also makes it look sad. (laughs) Um... And it has a star on the crown of its head that's larger than any of the others throughout its body and seems to connect down to its cone-like yellow nose with a string or something like that going down its forehead. It has eight seaweedy vestiges throughout its head, two coming out of the top, four along the sides, and two below, um, some of which also have those dark circles at their bases. And it has those because it was designed to look like an axolotl. It's adorable. Beta Whooper is all the rage right now. I don't know what that means. You haven't seen the beta version of Whooper Pokemon? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just said Beta, beta Whoopers. I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about because yeah. that's not words. <laughs> beta Whooper. Axolotl mode. Yeah, you're right. Tell me what Tusk Act 2 looks like. All right, we're just powering through this. Let's go. Tusk Act 2 possesses a larger, sturdier torso and arms than Act 1, and is therefore m- more proportional to his b- it big-ass head. <laughs> uh, two barrel-like units connecting the head via piping. These somewhat resemble jet engines or cannons when viewed from the front. It also possesses a large, perforated, closed barrel-like unit at the end of its spine, 
at the bottom of its body. This has stars on either rounded cap and connects perpendicularly to the spine. This barrel has two short leg-like appendages at the bottom of either side. Tuskak 2's arms have robotic lower arms, looking like machinery ending in gripping claws. Yeah, it also has two big stars on either side of its head, so Tusk stopped being a baby and turned into a robot? It's kind of a robot. It's got, like, it. the jet engine things also kind of, they look like they would spin like a helicopter, because it do float around. It do float around. They don't necessarily, yeah. It looks like wheels, but on the wrong part of the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh. it's, it's his landing gear, but it's on its dang head. Yeah. Tuskak 3 is just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tuskak 3 is the one we see the least, I think. Yeah, for like once, just during the Civil War fight. Yeah. Which we'll talk about next episode. <laughs> Tuskak 3 is decently humanoid in shape, though it doesn't really have a neck. Its head is just kind of mounted to the front of its torso. Um, it has an unsegmented body that's reminiscent of like a beetle's body with a kind of shell-like outline on the back. Um, and it has large black orb-like shoulders that are emblazoned with large red stars with yellow outlines. It has small yellow stars across its chest and face with those same circle backgrounds that uh, Act 1 had. Piping. Oh, it doesn't actually have piping. It just looked like it in one of the pictures I saw. Not connecting its face to its torso. It's got like... Yeah, it do. It do uh, from the back of its head to its like shoulderish area. Damn, do it? Yeah, do. Okay, it's hard to say. I'm looking at an Eyes of Heaven picture of it right now, and it doesn't have I will have send that. you this picture. Here you go. You're stance, right. Stance be nonsensical. But so it has some piping connecting its head back to its torso, and it has a big saw blade-like protrusion coming out of its forehead towards the back of its head in a mohawk-like shape. Tusk's legs kind of be bionicle legs, or Act 3's legs. Because they don't connect to the bottom of, like, its lower torso, which is kind of bug-looking. But rather, it goes up into ball joints that continue to joint up until it meets, like, where its pecs would be. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Um, And then it has thighs at the end of those. Nail-like protrusions jutting out at its knees. And three triangular toes at the end of each leg that are, like, separated in a triangle pattern around the ankle. It also has pretty normal-looking arms with nail-like protrusions at the elbows, and its hands and toes each have spikes um, pointing straight down from them. It It's kind of scary-looking. Does it have eyes? It's yeah. It's got really small, like, beady eyes. Yeah. This is the Jesus one. They're all Jesus ones. I'm going to make it... Uh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we'll get there. Um. So, Act 4. You ever, uh, you ever see one of those bead curtains? <laughs> I'm familiar with bead curtains, yeah. It's just that hanging off of a large man's body. Not Well, there's no... It's that hanging off of, like, big old shoulders. Um, Tusk Act 4 takes the form of a large humanoid of bulky and square build. It has fully articulated arms and legs with pink shoes matching the rest of its body and golden hands. Its head is mounted in its upper chest, just like... Kind of like Act 3 was. Yeah. And from the bottom of its chest to its ankles, it wears a skirt-like garment comprised of strings and vertical ellipses. What? Strings of vertical ellipses. It's got it's got beads. It's got a bead curtain down its body. They look like it looks like a scale mail skirt. Yeah. It's it's he's, he's chainmail. He's ready for battle. Yeah. Uh it has golden horseshoe on its forehead 
It has large purple shoulder pads with yellow stars in them. It has a yellow... <laughs> Ooh, bleh. It has yellow stars throughout its body and black stars around its small yellow eyes. The inside of its body under the skirt garment is hollow. It's a ghost, man. Yeah, and it also has stars on its kneecaps and shins. Yeah. Tusk Act 4 is big. Yeah, Act 4 is huge. Act... Yeah, fucking bulky. Bulky boy. I love him. He's pretty good. All right. So, yeah. So, this is our first multi-act stand that we've talked about. And I think this is the best way to go about it. Um. So, what do you think? <sighs> I, gotta, I gotta take a breath. So, we're gonna be grading it overall. But, like, yeah. so, I think Acts 1 and Act 4 are A's. I would agree. And 2 and 3 are both C's. Oh, uh, okay. I'd say 2 is a B and 3 is a C. Fair. I'm fine with two. I think overall, Tusk as a whole is a B. Really? Yes. That surprises me coming from you. Act three, it's interesting, and I like the spike feet, but it's kind of um, not fun. I feel like I there mean- could have been more cool stuff done with it. It's very much... Tusk Act 3 has um, Pokemon Middle Evolution Syndrome. Yeah. It's got that Charmeleon Croconaw Syndrome. Yeah, you're right. And if we do do the math, it is only a 4.25 averaged out, which does round down to a B. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come down to a B with you, even though Act 4 is the fucking best and Act 1's so goddamn funny. I'm not... Act 4's cool, but it doesn't fit my personal aesthetic, so I'm not, like, the hugest fan of it. Nah? Nah. But you're bulky boy. He's my best friend, but he's not my <laughs> personal aesthetic. Okay. And this show is objective. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hold on. I'm, I'm finding something quick. <laughs> Don't. <sighs> I'm already exhausted. Yeah, so a B for appearance <laughs> for Tusk. Let's talk about the ability. You're act one, so go for it. Yeah, so Tusk Act 1 allows its user to imbue their nails with an energy known as the spin. The speen. The, the Vinnie Vine sauce voice speen. Yeah. This allows the user to spin their fingernails or toenails at high velocity and shoot them up to 10 meters. They're bullets. They're effectively bullets. They're nail bullets, yeah. These nails have a large amount of cutting power, but cannot cut metal. The nails can also be spun while remaining on the finger. When the user places the nails against the ground in this way, it allows for rapid locomotion. <laughs> they just kind of zoom along the ground. <laughs> um, and they can also be used as close-range cutting weapons in this way. They can also be used to spin up spaghetti. No, that's Act 2. That's when Why would that cool... not be Act 1, Johnny? It's when, it, it's when it spins like a drill instead of just like a disc. It's Johnny. different. Okay, well then Act 1 is used to grate cheese. Act two is also used to. That's cheese, bullshit. I think. Um, All right, then yeah. Act one is used to brush his teeth. That's that's also Act two. I'll fight you right now. <laughs> Nails shot in this way only take a short amount of time to grow back fully, which short amount of time being minutes to hours compared to weeks. But they grow back faster if he drinks herbal tea. Yes, that's <laughs> that's also. <laughs> What are you talking about? They all shoot his nails. They do, but Act 2 makes it take a long time to grow back. I'm gonna fucking kill you. (laughs) Tell me what Tusk Act 2 does. Apparently everything I just said. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. 
Tuskai 2 greatly enhances the power and range of the user's nail bullets. Instead of rotating on a plane parallel to the user's fingers, the user's nail now rotates on an axis causing them to... They're like a drill now. Yeah, I wrote that sentence bad. (laughs) Instead of being like like a pizza cutter, they're now like a drill. Yes. Um, This power upgrade does not cause the nails to grow back... I can't talk! (laughs) This power upgrade does does cause the nails to grow back much more slowly, resulting in the user's potential running out of ammo. Certain herbs, however, herbal tea, cause the nails to grow back much more quickly. In addition to the damage boost, Tusk Act 2's shots disappear and leave a bullet hole on impact. These holes automatically chase any target designated by Tusk's user and leave a dark trail in their wake. When the hole touches the target, it is as though the bullet shot the target at their point of contact with the hole. These holes shrink and disappear after some time. It is said that the holes are, by definition, void space and therefore cannot be affected by other abilities, such as D4C. So he shoots the wall. This is the breakdown. He mm-hmm. shoot the wall, and then the bullet hole that he makes on the wall crawls like a spider along the wall. And if you're touching the wall, it'll go up your arm and to your heart and then hit your heart. So it's as if he just shot your heart instead. Because that's where yeah. the bullet hole is. That's what D4C kind of does too, and it has Love Train. That's a cool parallel I never really considered. Love Train. Alright, so Tusk Act 1 upgrades into Tusk Act 2 when the user gets better at the spin. Speed. Tusk Act 3 upgrades to Tusk Act 3 after the user has a heart-to-heart with actual Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm gonna bring this up now. There's a, there's a good point to be made that Tusk is Jesus' stand. <laughs> because Johnny cannot use Tusk if he doesn't have a corpse part. And 2, nails just like how Jesus got nailed to the cross. <laughs> and he probably also had fingernails. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was eating a Sour Patch Kid when you said that. Don't eat on the podcast. It's unprofessional. I'm sorry. There's no taste. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Tusk Act 3's ability is essentially the same as Act 2's, but now the user can go into the bullet holes created by a shot and use them to zoom around. Zoom. Specifically, the infinitely small rotating point at the end of the hole becomes a space that the user can slip into. Only the stands user can enter, and anything else that attempts to gets cut up, and this effect can only persist as long as the bullet holes themselves. Anything that enters the hole can be shot out the other side after it moves, including body parts of the user, so they can like put their arm in, zoom it over, and shoot from another angle, um, or deflected enemy attacks, but again, only objects not directly connected to the user. Um, any objects not directly connected to the user would be cut up. This is a really cool video game mechanic in Eyes of Heaven. I? Because you can get around their block by shooting Tuskak 3 behind them. And then shooting Act 1 through Act 3, and then pew! Damn, I never played Johnny because I don't like the horse gameplay. Uh, he has a jump move. Horses be jumping. Because he knocked off your horse, and then you have to crawl around because you're Johnny Jumpstar. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Act 4. Alright. How does Tusk Act 3 turn into Act 4? Um, Infinity. You get kicked by a dead horse? Infin- not, it just, it's- not specifically getting kicked by a dead horse. 
It is achieving infinite speed. Right, by working with another living creature to create a perfect golden spiral. But in canon, Johnny Joestar gets kicked by a dead horse, and that turns Tusk into Act 4, because his horse died. <laughs> Rest in peace, slow dancer. I crossed myself. Tell me what Act 4 does. Tusk Act 4 can manipulate the spin and produce infinite rotational energy, and use this in a, ver- in a variety of ways. Aha, words. Um, it can... It is able to defy the laws of gravity. Okay, I'm going to stop here. Tusk Act 4 is probably some of the craziest bullshit in JoJo's. It's something. So, all right, I'll continue. I'll I'll, I'll go back from the top. It is able to defy the laws (laughs) of gravity and is also said to have infinite damage potential due to the nature of the attack, which we'll get into. Mm Mm-hmm. The energy of the spin is stored in an object shot like Acts 1, and th- 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Fuck you. No, just 2 and 3. Act 1 doesn't... Act 1 just shoot. Act 1 shoot nails. Whatever. And, and can be redirected like them as well until it meets its target. Presumably this effect would never fade, unlike Acts 2 and 3. Because it's infinite. Can I say something quick? Sure. So I didn't include it. Because it's very specific, but the wiki says that it can defy the laws of gravity because its shots can move in the stop time. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's pretty strong. Um, If Act 4's shot touches an individual, they are imbued with an infinite spinning motion. This causes the individual to be rotating to the point that their cells also start rotating, greatly distorting and eventually breaking down the body of the victim until they disintegrate and are said to be sent to another dimension in canon. This spinning energy never leaves the affected individual or their stand until it is finished destroying them. The individual is also tied to the same physical location until Act 4 has completed its work. I think the best way to describe this is to completely spoil the end of Part 7. I agree. So I'll get into that. Just real quick recap. So D4C we talked about. D4C has a special mechanic that once... One funny Valentine dies, it goes to a new one. What happens at the end of Part 7 is Tusk Act 4 uses the infinite rotational energy on D4C. D4C and funny Valentine then crumble into nothing because their cells are spinning and he disintegrates. D4C then goes to a new funny Valentine, but is still spinning, so that funny Valentine also disintegrates and is constantly being pulled to the point in the world that that funny valentine and d4c first got hit new jersey new jersey and that cycle continues for eternity where every funny valentine in every universe forever gets disintegrated and pulled toward new jersey jojo villains get it bad it's not great for him cars diavolo and this dude all get fucked up pretty bad don't forget about part seven cars. He, cars is also in part seven. The same shit happened to him. He's just in the bottom of a river. That's magenta, magenta. We'll get there. Magenta, magenta is a piece of shit. <laughs> just um, magenta's funny. So we can talk about the ability as a whole now. I think it's an A. It's definitely an A. <laughs> like, it's like how a lot of people compare it to Gold Experience Requiem was the power of zero, the power of nothing, resetting yeah. something to nothingness. The, the and. Tusk Act 4 is the power of just infinity. Go. Never stop. Lots of thermodynamics. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't have anything to add. Like, just talking about it is everything it does. Like, it also transfers from object to object. So, like, if you're, it's not invincible. Like, it hits somebody in the arm, and they cut off their arm, they throw it at D4C's user, and then it starts affecting the user, which is cool. It's, also consider this. This might go into versatility, but I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. Because, well, versatility, or ability is an A, then we'll go into versatility. Done. Done. Yeah. Versatility. Johnny could shoot, um, like, say you got, you got a power plant. Uh-huh. And they're, they're like, how we get, we just harvest, we get power from nuclear energy, but that runs out eventually. We don't have infinite power. This isn't magic land. Johnny's like, give me a bucket of water. Make it spin forever. <laughs> Infinity energy. Solve the energy crisis forever. Does that happen even after Act 4 is dispelled? Probably. I guess, yeah. Yeah, because Valentine's still spinning. Valentine's going. Valentine's spinning at the same time Johnny Joestar dies in Japan. Oh. <laughs> Sorry? So, yeah, I think versatility is pretty high if you could solve energy. It is, and also, it just shoots. It can be used to brush your teeth and to grate your cheese and to eat your pasta. Oh, there was more stuff. I almost forgot. Um, what? Uh... Oh, that that was another thing. That that was no, that wasn't the. Um, Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you good? You just kind of started going. I agree. The versatility is an A. Um, Tusk's name is written with the kanji tume, uh, which is de- it, it, the definition of that is nail, rather than the traditional kiba, which is a reference to Tusk's fingernail shooting ability. That's pretty cool. Tusk is written in kanji. Tasuku tight that's cool i like tusk tusk is good tusk is the best main jojo stand i i don't know maybe i'm a big soft and wet fan of course you are we'll get there this episode this oh yeah oh we got yeah, two we main jojo to... stand <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep moving we um, still have to talk about soft and wet understandability is like a c um, yeah, Infinity doesn't work like that, and I'll, there's I'll. <laughs> there's frequently uh, confusion between, like, everybody can understand, everybody knows as a baseline, Act 1 shoots fingernails, Act 4 is bullshit, but, like, what specifically Act 2 and Act 3 do is, like, muddy. Yeah. Which, that makes understandability bad. Agreed, but not too super bad, it's just no. a C. Yeah, yeah. Um, the reference for the stand Tusk is the album slash song Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. You know, it's not, we're not talking about the movie Tusk with, uh, what's his name? I haven't heard of this movie and everybody keeps fucking talking about it to me. Oh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Justin Long. Like, the video gamer? What? 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 Oh, no, that's Justin Wong. <laughs> Tusk is a horror comedy from 2014. 2014 the way people were talking about it i thought it came out like yesterday it had a budget of three million dollars and in box office made 1.9 million dollars but walrus men right oh yikes oh yeah that's the reference anyway no reality references by fleetwood mac and it's really 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 good it's yeah it's an a i've listened to embarrassing little fleetwood mac yeah me too they Um, good yeah and the song has a lot of, well, there's the album Tusk and the song Tusk on the album Tusk, because people like to do that. 
but the song Tusk has has a lot of progression. It's all just like building and building to get louder and like crazier, and that relates well with Tusk having four acts where it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I agree. Cool. That's also just good, like you said. That's definitely an A. An X Factor is an A. It's fucking Tusk. It's great. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Scary monsters. Scary monsters. So, do you want to tell me what scary monsters looks like? Or should Super I tell you what freaks. scary monsters looks like? I'm excited to be off Tusk, even though I love it. I can do what it looks like. Okay. Scary monsters is a dinosaur. Yeah. Uh... It makes dinosaurs. So the dinosaurs, the scary monsters, are blue and brown. <laughs> Mostly blue, from my experience. Uh, when uh, Diego, the user, can turn into a dinosaur, and he turns into a Utah raptor, which is like a velociraptor, but bigger. Um, and he, it also says Dio all over him. He also well, that's has, only the Diego one, not the ones that Dr. Ferdinand creates. We gotta yeah, talk but- about both. They also make into Utah Raptors, but they're not as cool because they don't say Dio all over them. Correct. He also has their hair turned into spikes in, with rounded tops and has some of the patterns of their checkered shirt incorporated uh, into the dinosaur. And it's uh, where basically whatever you look like, that is going to get incorporated to the dinosaur in some way. Yeah. Diego also gains the ability to keep a humanoid form, but manifests claws, a tail, sharp teeth, and dinosaur legs. It is presumed any user with this dinosaur morph ability would be have a similar appearance quirks, which it would look like you. Uh, other users may turn into different dinosaurs, depending on their circumstances, of which they acquire their stand. Right. So, let's talk about that quick. Yeah, so the main appearance of Scary Monsters is the one that the user that can transform into a dinosaur at will looks like, which is Diego Brando, which you have to specifically talk about in this case, because dude's got his name written all over him, and it's kind of fucked up. Love Diego. He's fine. Fuck you. He's the best. He's the best not major. No, he's the best antagonist. Fuck it. He's the best Dio. He's the best Dio because he's the best JoJo's antagonist. Valid. Um, mm. And yeah. It also just makes more generic-looking dinosaurs. It still kind of look like the people, but aren't as coolly stylized as Diosaur. Diosaur. I think it's an A. <laughs> it's definitely an A because this is Dio all over him. It's also because it's a dinosaur that looks like the dude. Yeah, that's cool. I like like how the checkered... Or checkered? I guess it's checkered. The, the yeah. diamonds. They're more like diamonds because they're diagonal. It gets incorporated into how the dinosaur looks, and it's really cool. And it's the same color as his, as his uniform. Let me tell you what it does. Okay. So, like I've hinted at, and like we talked about the first time we talked about Scary Monsters, you should be listening to this show in order. There is a plot. There's a plot, and no one's figured it out yet. Not (laughs) even us. Nobody solved our arg. Uh, Again, not even us. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't make one. Before Scary Monsters transferred owners, its primary ability was infecting other individuals with a virus that turns them into a dinosaur, which also allows the user of the stand to control those victims. The user only needs to lightly cut the individual to start the process. Humans and animals can both be affected by this transformation, and the dinosaurs can also spread the virus themselves through bites and scratches. Transformation speed is inconsistent, and it can create seemingly any species of dinosaur, such as the Utah raptor we mentioned, as well as T-Rexes and tiny little dinosaurs. And there appears to be no max number of targets or range to the ability, so it could probably take over the world accidentally with dinosaur virus. I'm gonna say yes, because it's Dio. Well, this is still while Dr. Ferdinand has it. Okay, well, he gets it, so it counts. 
Yeah, so it's good for creating overwhelming numbers in combat, um, traveling on the dinosaurs, and hiding by camouflaging the dinosaurs with the environment. And the transformation wears off when the user wills it or is significantly weakened. This, the first user can't turn into a dinosaur. Diego obtains the stand while he's infected by the dinosaur virus, and this makes it able to do all of those things, presumably, though the viral effect isn't really shown. It is. Uh, Not viral, but he can make people into dinosaurs and other things. Yeah. Uh, So he can morph into a dinosaur and turn other things into dinosaurs. That user gets enhanced strength, speed, and the senses of a dinosaur, um, and they gain movement-based victims. And the user also gains movement-based vision, which makes them susceptible to slower attacks. But they can smell real good. Scary Monsters also allows a user to turn the people they infect with the dinosaur virus into a hardened and dormant state similar to a fossil. (laughs) And this is used to camouflage fossils with the environment by making them look like a tree or turning them into candle holders that look like dragons. Dragon candles. It's bullshit. <laughs> the, the ability's an A, versatility's an A, but that makes understandability a B, because fuck that. Alright, that's fine. That's fair. That's fine. I'm in a weird situation that I'm happy with either of these winning. But let's go to X-Factor. Or no, reference. reference Refer- I meant reference, but I said my mouth and my- there was a block. Yeah. Anyway, uh, reference. Let's talk about scary monsters. <laughs> So yeah, by grapes. It's another song slash album combo. Like it's the name of the album and the name of a song on the album, and it's by David Bowie, which is good parallel because they're the Tusk and Scary Monsters are in ta- are they fighting each other? I does Tusk ever fight like direct one on one fight Diego Scary Monsters? Um, Diego turns Johnny into a dinosaur. No, that's Doctor Ferdinand. Oh, that is. He's in the fucking panel. Stupid motherfucker, that's before Diego gets it. I don't like Dr. Ferdinand. Johnny only fights Diego when it's Diego from another universe who has the world. Shout out to that, the world. Yeah. He's much more yellow. The cooler the world. The cooler the world, honestly. Yeah, um, Scary Monsters is good music. It's good, but it's not as good as Tusk, it's a B. It's it's an A, because we don't go based off that in my house. We go based off of if we like it and if it would go on a playlist. Yeah, but if it, if Tusk is an A, and then that's not as good as Tusk, it's not as good as an A, so it's a B. It's, I give it an A. And X-Factor's an A. It's funny dinosaur stand. It's good. It's good, and I like seeing uh, different characters' dinosaur forms. Because, like, dinosaur humanoid form is really it's interesting to look at. Yeah. It's kind of Digimon. It's kind of Digimon. It's kind of like Were-Gururumon, if you really think about it. Because the dinosaur be wearing pants. Life is just kind of Were-Gururumon's <laughs> playground. <laughs> this is Were-Gururumon's world, and we're just living in it. Mm-hmm. He allows us. God. Who wins? Is, is, is Were- What did I say? Were-Gururumon? Yeah. Is Were-Gururumon just- the prototype for Legosi B stars. I don't know what that means. They both kind of be wool. <laughs> I'm just stalling. Who goes forward? Um, I think. Fuck, it's hard. It's hard because Tusk, I think, is better overall, but I also don't want to fucking talk about it again. That's exactly how I feel. I think we have to put Tusk forward. All right. Tusk does the infinite spin on the dinosaur. Tusk is too good to not get... It's too good to get knocked out in round one, just because we're lazy. 
Yeah. All right. And Soft and Wet goes forward. Thank you all for listening to Stand Up. No, you can't just <laughs> skip them. Give Horace a chance. Uh, the good arc. Hey, do you want to know what timestamp we started talking about Tusked in my Audacity recording? What one? 27 and a half minutes. You mean that we started? Wait. We stopped talking about Tusk. Oh, wow. It took 25 minutes to talk about Tusk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sure fucking did. The scary monsters took nine. Wow. Let me tell you what Horus be looking like, because our next matchup is Horus versus Soft and Wet. What does Horus look like? Tell me. We rarely see it unbound from its master, but Horus is a large skeletal creature with the head of a pterosaur, another dinosaur. Big coincidence. It has multiple limbs that end in bird-like talons. There are six arms on its torso and multiple legs, giving it a somewhat insectoid appearance. In the manga, Horus is icy blue with golden eyes. And in the anime, it's gray with red eyes. And it looks like shit in the anime compared to the manga. It really does. Because the manga makes it look like ice that ties into its ability. And the anime just looks like a dirty fucking sewage boy. Yeah, it looks like a rock. (laughs) It looks like one of the candle holders. <laughs> it really does. Thanks, thanks, scary monsters. I'll miss you. Bye forever. Damn. Yeah, that was your boy. <laughs> yeah, but Tusk is also my boy. I know. I'm I'm used to my boys dying. Okay. <laughs> You're really heated about that matchup happening when I killed. What was it? Who did I kill? King Crimson. You didn't kill King Crimson. Who'd I kill? Who you was killed, the boy that I killed? D4C, you murdered. Yeah. King Crimson's still going. Yeah, King Crimson's still going. But he's not my boy. I gotta figure out a new boy. Uh, um, Tusk. Yeah, but that's boring. <laughs> what if I pick What if I pick tenor sax? Do it. <laughs> no. Horace's appearance is a C. Yeah, Horace is a C. It's bad. Yeah, because it's, its manga version is an A, and its anime version is an E, so they average out. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it an A, but it's better. T- tell me what this weird creature does. Uh, ice. Mm-hmm. Horus's main ability is cryokinesis, ice control. Uh, it gives the ability it gives the user the ability to rapidly create and manipulate ice in various ways. Um, it is able to create blocks of ice large enough to crush cars and rapidly lower the surrounding temperature by a noticeable amount. It can also create icicles that can be thrown at high speeds, like a missile. Uh, it is able to... I gotta stop saying, uh. You're good. No, I'm not. I cut those. Oh, nice. Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> it is also able to create solid structures of ice, such as walls or spheres, to act as defense and to freeze over the user's wounds. Shout out to George Joestar. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the user's kind of a bird. Yeah. By the way, the user's a bird. The, a bird big, named Pet Shop. Big Scary Fountain. Fountain? A Big Scary Falcon. Falcon yeah. Fountain. Falcon Pen. I think the ability is a bee. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. It is objectively, and we're an objective show here. Uh-huh. It is objectively a worse white album. Yeah. I'm going to give it a C. Okay, I'll come down to a C. When you put it like that, it's definitely a C. It's just way worse than White Album. Oh, it can freeze over your wounds. What are you going to do? That just hurts more, dumbass. I have a suit of armor that is impenetrable except for one video game weakness in my back. (laughs) He is kind of a video game boss. 
fucking Bakugo looking sounding. It is Bakugo's voice actor. You're right. Not pet. Shout out to Pet Shop's voice actor. Yeah, Bakugo's because voice actor. <laughs> pet Shop just screams. Yeah. It just fucking screeches, even when Yo. Diggy's talking. Yo, speaking of My Hero Academia, I read all of Vigilantes, and that shit's really good. I heard it's good. I yeah. like the design for Captain Celebrity. Captain Celebrity is cool. He's kind of a loser, but then he turns cool. Nice. That's the um, opposite of All Might, where he's cool, and then he turns into a loser. Aizawa's there. Is he? Damn. Today's chapter of My Hero Academia is really good. President Mike did shit. Took What? Did he did a shit? No, he did he did cool shit. Oh, okay. it was hype. All right, all right. I believe you. Understand versatility, versatility, versatility. It make ice. You can break shit. You can attack. You can defend, and you can heal. I think that's like a B or a C. It's a C because it doesn't have utility. Right. I'll I'll go with that. Utility is kind of a better name for that category than versatility, huh? <laughs> 33 episodes in, baby. Round three content. <laughs> um, understandability is an A, though. It'd just be making ice. Yeah, for sure. Understandability, A. I don't... I... There's... Uh, the, 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 when the main... The climax scene for Pet Shop and Iggy fight, uh, it made a big icicle... It, it, there was like, oh, there's no water around. I can't make more ice. So I'm going to use the humidity, like the water from my body, and have a huge icicle form on my mouth and go hack it at him. Mm-hmm. And that was cool as hell. I just wanted to I just wanted to bring that up because I like that scene a lot. It would have been cooler if it was blood. If it was red? Yeah. Like, like blood? Yeah. I mean, just blood ain't all water. You're right. There's iron in there, too. We learned that in JoJo's Adventure Part 5 from Toreo. You ever, you ever watch JoJo's? No. Let me tell you about the reference for Horus. It's the Egyptian god Horus. And I kind of chopped and screwed this information from Wikipedia because this was a very long article because Horus is kind of a big deal. Uh, Horus is one of the most significant ancient Egyptian deities which served many functions. Most notably, Horus was the god of kingship and the sky. He was most often depicted as a falcon, (gasps) most likely a lantern falcon or a peregrine falcon, or as a man with a falcon head. Since Horus was said to be the sky, he was considered to also contain the sun and moon. It became said that the sun was his right eye and the moon was his left, and they traversed the sky when he, a falcon, flew across it. So, I I thought I included it in here, but I didn't. Um, Horus also was said to, like, protect the pharaoh or the king. Yeah. So, it doesn't have much to do with the stand, but the user Pet Shop is a peregrine falcon who protects Dio, who's, like, the king of part three. Yeah, he's... He's the last line of defense before you get into Dio's mansion. <laughs> Which is really fucking funny. It's a bird. It's just a bird. How did Dio recruit bird? Wow, flesh bud? <laughs> I mean, like, how did he find this bird? He's like, this bird's pretty epic. I'm gonna make him my sleeve. <laughs> oh, no, he just did, though. It's good, think- though. It's a good reference. It's, I think it's a bee. Yeah, it's good for Tara, which is a bee. Yes. Well, this isn't tarot, it's an Egyptian uh, god. Whatever, they're the same tier. Yeah, if there were any ice involvement with the god, I would say it's an A, but there's yeah, not. there's none. An X Factor is a B, because Pet Shop's fucking funny. Pet Shop is funny. No, you're right. I was going to say C, but you used the funny word, so you're right. 
And that brings us to our last stand of the episode. Which also might take some time to explain. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm explaining the ability, so hopefully I can do a good job. Can you tell me what the stand soft and wet looks like? I love him. Same. He's a bulky boy. (laughs) Soft and wet is a humanoid robotic stand. It's similar height and weight to its user, like all humanoid stands, pretty much, mostly. Mm -hmm. Except Tusk Act 4. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And a robotic looking form. It has a star within a circle on the top of its head, as well as horn-like protrusions out the side of either out either side of its head. Uh, it has round eyes that somewhat uh, look like they they kind of look like they got slotted screw heads as eyes. Mm-hmm. Like he's got like lines across the, his eyes. Yeah. Uh, it has a thick line going down it, its forehead to its chest, where it meets an anchor symbol that is emblazoned over most of its torso. Its chest is comprised of two overlapping plates in which the anchor sits on. Its feet and hands are plated. Its hips and shoulders have plated have pl- have plated star symbol on them that covers exposed ball joints. Uh it's like a it's like a it's like a toy. You got the ball joints so you can move the arms. Yeah. Around its pelvis and when viewed from the side, the interior of soft and wet can be seen. It is white and purple in the manga but yellow and green in the games. I hate the game's version of it. It'll Same. Like shit. Uh, the bubbles it uses are also, that are part of the ability have stars on them, much like the person that it used, the user. The stand. Yeah, hey, Stop to Wet looks good. It looks really cool. It, I'd say it's part of appearance, but whenever people give it, like, the the underwater anchory dong sounds, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, because it starts off, like, kind, it's got kind of big shoulders, but as the manga goes on, its shoulders get bigger, and its waist gets smaller, and it's really fucking funny. <laughs> I never noticed that, but you're right. Dude's skipping core day. <laughs> Dude's getting big, can't walk, gotta walk sideways through doors. Yeah, yeah, so after what's real good looking, I think it's an A. It's, it's great. It's, it's very part eight. It's very part eight. It doesn't have a lot going on, but it's beautiful in its simplicity. Yeah, for sure. I guess that brings us to ability. We gave that an A, right? Appearance in A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Soft and wet is a close-range stand with high speed, but lacking the strength that is characteristic of most close-range stands. Its main ability is that it can generate bubbles that, as mentioned, have a star shape emblazoned on them. The user is able to control where the bubbles go, and they're said to be comprised of tiny cords vibrating at high speeds, which give them the appearance of spheres. Sure. Hey, you know string theory? No. Oh yeah, by the way, soft and wet is string theory. Yeah. After the universe reset, protagonist stands got wild. (laughs) Oh, crazy. To quote from the wiki, the bubbles have some lifting power allowing Josuke, the user, to envelop others in a giant bubble and lift them in the air, as well as help him reach vantage points by riding bubbles. Josuke has also enveloped himself and allies with giant bubbles to take advantage of their situational protection, and the bubbles pop with a certain amount of power, which can cause some damage and send small objects flying. (sighs) The main ability of the bubbles is that they can plunder or steal something from an object and take it itself in one of the bubbles. These are mainly properties of things. So the user of Soft and Wet has stolen somebody's sight, sound from a wall or light switch to make it silent, the water contained in a human body, which is kind of nutty, his own facial hair. 
also odd. The concept of friction from the ground <laughs> and various other non tangible and tangible objects. I have a physics question for you, Kat. Yeah? If something has no friction, literally zero friction, can you even touch it? No, you just kind of knew, I think. Knew. These stolen objects can be redistributed using the bubble. This portion of the ability cannot be applied to the user except his facial hair, I guess. Soft and wet at a point was only able to absorb aspects of something, um, which is kind of different from what main soft and wet does. That was a different soft and wet, though. I, we aren't talking about two different soft and wet, so I do want to mention it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was shown when its user poured too much pepper into their ramen and used soft and wet to remove most, but not all of it, and just kind of set it to the side. And this soft and wet was also able to fuse objects together by absorbing and releasing different components of their structure into one another. Hey, you which, want a fun fact? Yeah. Um, soft and wet was originally going to be uh, Nut King Call's ability. What? Yeah. Uh... Uh, Gappy was just going to have soft and wet, but it was going to do nut king call things with the bolts oh, and everything. I thought you were going to say that originally Joshu was going to have the no, 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 soft no, and wet no. ability. Soft and wet was originally going to have nut king call's ability. I'm glad it doesn't. I'm glad it has this bullshit. Yeah, and also originally looked really different with a bunch of holes on its face that looked like the wall eyes from Part 8. I can send you a picture. The wall eyes that haven't come back? Yeah, that just kind of disappeared. Araki forgot. There, that's what original soft and wet looked like. Dot meme. Oh, cool. Kind of be looking like Spice Girl. Yeah, it looks like Spice Girl, so it's all right. Yeah. Um, I think soft and wet's ability is an A. It is. It's confusing, but it's that kind of Araki confusing that, like, makes it, its vagueness gives it power. Right. It's fun confusing, because you're not like... Oh, how does it work? I don't get it. It's like, how do you take friction from the ground? That's so cool. But how? How? Well, you can just take everyone's moisture from their body and just kill everyone if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Which is why versatility is also an A. Yeah, because you can take, if you're dumb and you don't like black pepper, you can take <laughs> it out of your ramen. I love Or you could pepper. take it out of somebody else's ramen and then put it into your ramen. <laughs> yeah, that's a better use. To fuck with them. I love black pepper. And Josefumi is a big dumbass. Yeah. Well, the cat fell off of it. I don't care. Understandability is a D. Yeah. Okay. So to get this stand, you need to know string theory. (laughs) (laughs) They just mentioned that and it never came back up. Yeah. Apparently it's string theory. Yeah. It's it's bullshit. It's, It's a bullshit stand, which gets a low understandability, but high everything else. Yeah. Um... The reference, though, is the song Soft and Wet by Prince. Soft and wet. Did you see, speaking of vigilantes, did you see what I posted in Standoff? In, I don't know, when you say in Standoff, I don't know what you're referring to. In, in the manga channel, did you see the screenshots I was posting of My Hero Academia vigilantes? No. I see Luffy Pog. <laughs> Luffy Pog is always there. Um, Prince is just kind of there? Princes and vigilantes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to find it. But yeah, this song by Prince. Prince is just really good. Uh, fun fact. Another fun fact. Ready for fun facts with me? Yeah, what's Apparently, that? Araki really, really enjoys drawing soft and wet's like ear things. They're he, cute. He made a point to say that he really likes drawing them. They're That's good because they're cool. They're like yeah. a defining aspect 
of it's, it. It's another stand. It's like it reminds me a lot of D4C in that it has a very distinct silhouette. Yeah, it's, it definitely does. Its body at some point is at some point is kind of like totally shaped like a heart, which is rad. Yes, that's very very good. Did you find the thing? I'm still looking for it. All right, we can keep talking though. Um, soft and wet's good. Soft and wet. Um, song is eh. I'm not super into it, but it's decent. I liked it a lot. I don't like Prince that much. Damn. Okay. I'm sorry, Rocky. I'm just not a huge fan. Yeah, you better apologize to Rocky and not to me. He's sorry, the one who Rocky. needs it. So what do you give reference? I give it an A. I give it a C. Okay. I don't agree, but you're valid. Okay. As long I- as my validity is not at stake. It's not. And X Factor's an A. Soft and Wet's fucking great. Agreed. And so and obviously Horace kills Soft and Wet and moves on. Yeah, exactly. It, f- it freezes the bubbles and wins. No, Soft and Wet wins. Soft Fuck and Wet you. takes the cold out of Horace. <laughs> <laughs> Soft and Wet erases the concept of cold. Oh, another fun fact that I learned today that it's actually relevant, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know okay, you got the word warm. Uh-huh. You know the word warmth? Yeah. With the TH at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, and they got the word cool? Mm-hmm. You know coolth is a word? Bullshit. It's a word! Coolth is a word in the same sense that warmth is! Like the word coolth, Horace is bullshit and it loses. I mean, it's less that- bullshit than... Coolth, noun, pleasantly low temperature, informal, articles, activities, or people perceived as fashionable... <laughs> quote the pinnacle of 1960s coolth okay that's really good actually <laughs> and with that standoff is over we're never making another episode bye no we certainly are no we have to Salvador and White goes up over Horace Tusk goes up over scary monsters next week we're going to be talking about gold experience versus killer queen the one from part 8 that's a good matchup and Ticket to Ride versus Civil War. That's... We have to talk about Ticket to Ride. It's something? This show is becoming difficult. <laughs> Just wait until round three. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, because of this of today, um, in round three, we'll have to talk about Tusk versus Soft and Wet. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> oh, my God. I want to die. Why did we start this podcast? It was your fault. You were yeah. like, hey, do you want to do a JoJo podcast? I'm like, fucking sure. Yeah. I'm stupid. Hey, Bracket. <laughs> bracket? That doesn't seem like a lot of work. We could probably <laughs> shit something out. We should do a, after we're done with this, we should do a One Piece Devil Fruit Bracket. I've already made that joke. After we're done with this, I'm retiring from <laughs> podcasts forever. <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Where Maybe. Can they, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Real Katsune Miku. That's like Real Hatsune Miku, but with a K instead of an H. And you can find the show Standoff on Twitter at Standoff Podcast. You can find a link to our Discord in our pinned tweet. Where can people find you on the Internet Kingdom? Twitter.com slash Tachyon Kingdom, T H H Y on Kingdom, and twitch.tv slash. Kingdom underscore GG. This comes up, this goes up uh, Wednesday the 29th, yes? Yeah. So, as long as everything goes well, uh, when you're hearing this, I'll probably be asleep, 
But once I wake up, I'm <laughs> gonna be doing a 24-hour stream. Woo! Hell yeah! Probably playing a bunch of Terraria. I have a philosophy test. Have fun. Thanks. Terraria is good. I've never yeah. played it, but it's good. I want to do mo- like mo- like mods that make it harder and probably expert mode. Nice. Um, and th- you can find us on Patreon. That's what I was going to say, but I lost the link. What's the link? Patreon.com slash standoffpod. Wow. For $1 a month, you get episodes like this a couple days early and monthly bonus episodes. This month, we talked about Homestuck, and it wasn't good, but we'll be better in the future, I promise. This month was the definition of pandering. <laughs> <laughs> pandering to me. Pandering to you and Z. And Fiona. And Fiona. I don't. I feel like Fiona's not into Homestuck very much. They're not. Um, but that's the bit. The bit and- is to get them more into Homestuck. <laughs> okay. Um, and for $5 a month, you get our recaps of George Joestar. Which are good. We're, and we're about have, to record chapter three. And I haven't read it yet. You don't have to tell them that. Well, I have to because I'm genuine. I'm real. I'm here. You- <laughs> the genuine article. Thank you. Thank you for being real and here with us. Shout um, out to Hercules the Disney movie. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> and as always, until next time, stand, stand proud. proud.